Welcome back to the Wrong Advice Podcast. I'm your host, John Pachuto, and I'm extremely excited to have my new friend, the one and only Miss Camera Divine, on with us today. Uh, CD is a Atlanta-based photographer, and I'm extremely excited to have her on the podcast today. CD, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you, John? I'm doing very well. Um, can you give a little quick introduction to the listeners and who you are? Sure. Um, so I'm Camera Divine, and... I guess I'll dox my real name is Lex. Everyone calls me Lex for short. Um, I'm a photographer and a poet and an NFT artist, uh, photographer for six, poet for eight, NFT artist for two, and just I've always been a creator. So I'm a New Yorker living in Atlanta, and I just photograph life, like life moments. And then with my poetry, it's more like emotions and feelings and just giving your voice the power to kind of tell what you feel and not being unapologetic about it. It's just like telling your experiences and um, photos and poetry and just all around being an artist. Oh, I love that. Um, let's start with photography. Six years ago, what made you pick up a camera for the first time? Um, actually, I got into photography and poetry at the same time. My parents were going through a divorce and just I was a kid and just, you know, didn't know how to deal with it just like I'm not seeing my dad all the time which sucks and um I joined the track team so I joined I moved from New York to Georgia during my senior year of high school which was like traumatic for me because I didn't <laughs> go to prom because I was like uh-huh. who are these people Dang. um <laughs> I didn't go to prom and I joined the track team and just um every day when I was leaving the track team I'd, I would always take pictures of just the feel like how the different colors will look every time we leave the field. And I was always taking pictures of like my friends. They were like, get your phone out of my face. Stop taking <laughs> pictures of me. Um, and then that's just kind of how I became a photographer. And then I picked up a book, just a notebook and started writing rote words. And those words turned into poetry. And now every time I talk to people about my art, word form or photography form they're just like yeah i know cd she's just really amazing with her words and her photographs they make me feel something i love that um it sounds like from sort of the get-go you were very confident in your like sort of decision to be taking pictures and and making poetry which i think is a, a pretty significant departure from for most artists um Talk to me about like the early days about, you know, taking photos on, on your phone and then sort of, I guess, the growth from the art into, you know, getting your first major camera and, and sort of what the process has sort of been like from from those first couple of years as a, as a photographer. Um, so I started, I went to the Art Institute probably 2018 was when I started. I Before that, I was always just taking pictures on my phone because, you know, iPhone nowadays, you could use it to, you know, take pictures. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't know. They're just as good. But then again, a camera feels like a camera. So you don't get over that feeling of just having a camera in your hand and you could, you know, use this shutter speed or this ISO or this, you know, Mm -hmm. a phone doesn't have those tools. Yeah. Um, And just, you know, I've always just, you know, kind of just go outside and take a picture of something new. Like I see something interesting, like a tree, just the leaves falling or a bird kind of, you know, um, knocking on the tree or a squirrel getting nuts. Just like things around you trying to survive just like yourself Mm -hmm. or um, 
or I go to, you know, just a different place, a different city and just, you know, experience new things, either going to a bar and just, you know, talking to people in there or catching a football game or a basketball game or, you know, just getting outside of your house sometimes and talking to people is just as well because you get to learn new things see new things and just if I need to be inspired I go to an art gallery or I talk to friends or you know just getting out outside of your head it's a good thing as well oh yeah for sure so it's like you're you're very much documenting everyday life um yes I consider myself uh you know I'm, I, I do photography as a profession but you know I'm, I'm more of like a street photographer a documentary type phot- photographer similar to you and it's funny that you mentioned a squirrel because like last week i was in the city taking photos and i took literally the funniest most awesome picture of a squirrel the other day like i was chat i don't know if i was in madison square park or what park i was in but uh the the freaking squirrel was like staring at my soul <laughs> I'm going to send you the picture after we get off this podcast because it's just hysterical. Um, But I've always found like a connection to documenting sort of the mundane aspects of my life. Um, And and I've only been doing photography full time for a couple of years now. Um, But since I was sort of bit by the bug, to me, documenting the mundane, whether it's, you know, going to the bagel store, whether it's getting a coffee, whether it's walking around town, whatever, has just become such a natural extension of the way I express myself. When you look at like the two things that you do primarily, photography and poetry, um, does either one jump at you, jump out at you a little bit more than the other in terms of how you feel you're expressing yourself and your emotions? That's such a hard question. <laughs> I love both equally. They're just like my loves. I feel like they're my children because I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. So they're like my little pieces of me that I put into the world and people subjective because art is subjective and poetry is subjective and just experiences are subjective so um i don't know i guess if i had to choose i don't really know that's a hard question (laughs) i think i'm just half and half so 50 percent poetry 50 percent photography and um yeah that's okay. just kind of how I would leave it. Yeah, that's fair. Um, talk to me about uh, sort of the, the second half of your journey. You mentioned off air that you're going back to school now. Um, what is, what is that sort of process been like in, in terms of unfolding and, and the desire to like learn more about your craft and, and, and grow as a photographer? Um, I think it's interesting because the school I'm going to is, you know, SCAD, so Savannah, well, I'm going to the Atlanta campus, the Atlanta campus of of art and design. And I don't know, I'm going to be learning more. So in that school, I will actually be learning how to develop film, to actually have a business in photography. And then they also have like 600 recruiters that come every year. So for like New York Times, oh, Google, cool. just like. Those are opportunities that, like, not to shame my old school, but I am shaming my old school. <laughs> Didn't really give me those opportunities. When I was done, they were just like, all right, you're out in the wild. See ya. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> and this school just gives me more opportunities. I could be in, like, galleries. I could work for, you know, collaborate with these companies. When I'm there, I'm there on a mission. Mm-hmm. So I'm there to, you know, do all my classes, get, you know be on the president's list because you know i'm good i'm very smart um and and also just you know to collaborate with these companies because i want to do good things i want for cd which is my brand to you know do well and just 
I could be working with, you know, Beyonce in the future. She wants a photo for her album or Jay-Z or whoever knows. I just, you know, want my art to mean something and have a voice. And that's why I started CD. Oh, I love that. Um, when when you look at like sort of creating a brand and then trying to pick out like what it represents and what parts of you it represents, um, how do you go about sort of building that I, I, idea out, right? So, you know, Lex is a person, CD is the brand. How do you go about building out, you know, the, the concept of what CD is and, and how it grows? Um, Good question. So you mean more like what kind of goes into the brand to what I want to present? Yeah. Like, like, you know, what photos does CD get to represent versus like if stuff you're just like taking for yourself, like you, you mentioned working with like Beyonce or Jay-Z and like music. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. is, is CD just simply encompassing all that is your photography work? Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Just, I, I don't know. I've always, so, also why photography my uncle ed was a photographer so when i was little he would always take pictures of like my birthdays and stuff and back then you know i was just a little adhd kid (laughs) causing havoc um pushing kids off swings type of (laughs) kid um but yeah i always just was infatuated with moments because moments are so unforgettable like they they're there and then you have that photo forever and, you know, you you can look at that picture and just say, I remember that day. I remember that moment. I remember that time. Yeah. I I, uh, I think that's probably why I find myself shooting a lot, a lot more film recently. Um, there's something about making a memory on something that has to exist physically, right? I think I read somewhere a while ago that there's like a billion photos taken a day, right? Between like iPhones and Android devices, like a billion photos get taken every day. And then like when you think about like, you know, when I die, my my fucking cloud library is going to disappear, right? It's so like all everything that I represented from an artistic perspective that's on the internet, that's on social media and stuff, that stuff just like kind of will eventually disappear. And I, I got drawn to shooting film for that exact reason. Cause it like, at least I, I leave like a physical example that I existed um, behind. Um, I know you haven't jumped into uh, film photography yet and it's something that you're looking into. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm actually really excited. Just, um, a lot of my friends shoot films, but just like, I don't know, shooting film, just developing it and, you know, taking the photo of it and then you see the end result of it just makes you feel something different that you can't really explain to someone. They have to actually do it with their own hands to kind of see. Yeah. There's just some like nostalgia to it. And I don't know what it is. Like, you know, you can replicate the exact same look and feel with a digital camera as you can with film, especially with how easy it is to edit images now but there's just something tactile and you know there's soul in a, in a film photo i think that's what what drives me to it um you mentioned friends that are photographers and stuff i've been lucky enough to sort of build out a, a really wonderful community both in person and online you know friends on instagram and twitter and I like get constant inspiration from these people, um, you know, just to create, right? Like, you know, as a temperamental <laughs> artist as I am, sometimes it's hard for me to be motivated and, and like want to go out and make pictures. But I've, I've, I've got lucky enough that I've got a nice community around me of people that are constantly inspiring me to go out and want to create. Um, who are some of your photography inspirations? 
Um, just friends or just in general? Just in general. I think Annie Leibovitz is my most favorite photographer that I know. Mm, yeah. Well, not know, but know of. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope one day I get to like work with her. I probably will cry the first day. <laughs> just I will cry. I'm to be like, why are you crying? I'm like, <laughs> you don't know how much I'm in love with your work and just your beautiful brain. She's gonna be like, what? <laughs> Like, yeah, <laughs> I've got her book on my coffee table, so uh, definitely, uh, definitely agree. Um, there, there's something magical about the photographs that she's able to create, and you know, it's 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 like her her creativity doesn't know bounds, right? It's like super man, am I jealous? Like, she just is like has this innate ability to create pictures and 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 tell stories with those pictures in a way that not many other photographers I, I admire can do. It's it's remarkable. Definitely. She's one of my favorites. Ansel Adams, mm-hmm. um, Deanne Arbus, mm-hmm. just so many, so many. There's just so many. Yeah. Cindy Sherman. Yeah. Okay, those are a few. <laughs> um, no, totally. Uh, talk to me about sort of like your your artistic approach to photography, especially like that documentary style of things. Um, when you're like out and about and, you know, you've got your camera on you, what is it about a person, place, or thing that makes you stop to take a photograph? Sometimes it's just very intriguing, kind of like my photo, the artist. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that photo, there is this lady or man you don't really know her back is turned toward turned um so i can't see her face but i really just photographed that photo to focus on that art that art piece that inspiration that she's kind of painting a sculpture flying baby or whatever she's sculpting in her studio and just the unknown of not knowing like what is she painting just the power and the everything we put in our art which makes it so powerful and just you know I photograph think different things that make people feel different things. Like on one side of the street, a kid could be getting ice cream with their mom. And then the other side of the street, there could be a guy with his hands in his head mm-hmm. just because he lost everything, just Ooh. everything. Yeah. And that's just kind of the things about life. It's just the unknown of not knowing. Like you just never know. You just never know. Like life is a journey. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's, <laughs> It's just a journey and you got to accept every part of your journey. And I've learned that just being 25 and everything I've experienced, I take it to not everything to heart. I learned to, you know, not take everything personal, but also, you know, I'm okay to feel things because I am human. Yeah. Oh, that's super important. Uh, You have such a long, such a ton of chapters left in your story. Um, It's like an exciting prospect as someone who admires your work and and you from the outside to to know how young you are and just how much you have, uh, you know, to come. Um, When when I was going through your portfolio of work, I noticed a lot of it is black and white. is there any sort like walk me through your your thought process when you're creating um, photographs and what what sort of draws you to the black and white aspect versus say shooting in color? Um, why black and white? So a lot of time I shoot black and white because I'm I'm a '90s kid. <laughs> black and white just it makes you feel like you're kind of like my photo staircase to heaven. It makes you feel like the old New York, just the mm-hmm. old 
feeling and just it makes it more simple and a lot of times colors distract what you really what the message you want to convey and show not saying i hate colors because i do have color photos as well but i don't know just black and white photos make you feel different than color photos yeah no i'm with you i you know it's funny it's like a cheat code when you shoot digitally to be able to just be like oh okay i'm gonna turn this black and white and it's gonna be like a 10 times better picture um and then when you shoot film you have to like be super mindful about what you have in in your camera it's Mm -hmm. funny because i've very often made the mistake thinking i was shooting film and then ended up shooting black and white or vice versa and it's just funny how different um that thought process can go i i actually shoot on my camera in black and white even though like you know most of my commercial work is is in color but there's just i think i'm able to see what image i'm trying to capture easier in black and white than i can in color do do, do, do you know what i mean yeah i don't know just um it's like the it's world like makes more sense in black and white. It's easier to like observe and, and document what's happening when it's like I can just see through the monotone black and white versus like getting confused by the <laughs> by all the colors. <laughs> the colors. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this that's the same way I think too sometimes. Yeah. So. Um I don't know. Just sometimes it just depends on like the feeling. Like if I want it to be in color, I'll keep it in color. Yeah. Or if I want it to be in black and white, I'll keep it in black and white. Or sometimes I keep one color and one black and white. It just depends on the yeah. feeling. Yeah, I've I've gotten into it. You know, I've only been doing full time photography for like two years now, and I I just have recently fallen into like a comfort in my editing style, to where like the color images that I create have like I, I you know you, I built a preset for myself right. So like the studio work that I do. I, I, I hack my editing process by using the presets that I've created. And I just think now, like two years in, I'm able to sort of figure out like what my visual voice is. And it's just like a really nice feeling um, because I'd never felt it until like really in the last couple months, which which has been a game changer for me from a from a confidence perspective. Definitely. Um, talk, talk to me about your journey in NFTs. Um, we met through Twitter and, and Twitter spaces in the NFT community. Um, how has your journey sort of evolved over the last two years? And, and um, are you enjoying yourself still <laughs> in the NFT space? Um, I'm definitely enjoying myself. The So I had another Twitter account at first, oh. and it was called Lex Bruce. And I clicked on one link. My account got hacked. Oh, and no. Started. Oh, no. And then, you know, I made a new Twitter account just named Camera Divine. And within that first week, I got five sales. Oh, and sick. And just loved the name. They were just like, your name, your voice sounds familiar. Did you have another? I was like, yeah, Lex first. But I don't know. Maybe the universe and Twitter didn't really like Lex first. So I changed <laughs> it to Camera Divine and just... Everyone fell in love with, you know, the name Camera Divine and just I loved it, too, because it came to me in a dream. And just um, ever since then, I just kind of loved the name, just the emotion, the the passion and just the art that I put into it. And I don't know. The NFT journey has been a roller coaster. I've met <laughs> a lot of friends. I've seen it all. I've seen, you know, the apes, the the just just what are the other ones the um i've seen it all 
can't remember all the <laughs> yeah, but the I've punks. seen all of it yeah. when it comes to yeah the goblins I've seen you know FTX which is like a, a bad name now we yeah. don't talk about him yeah um, what a fucking <laughs> just, piece of shit just, that guy is I just seen it all just seen it all know it all just not know it all but yeah. I see I've seen a lot of it I think the there are some wonderful takeaways from the space that I've been able to have, and that is like the thing with crypto and NFTs is like it'll be mostly the friends that I made along the way. Like I've been able to develop such truly wonderful relationships with people over this shared love of photography and art, um, and then the space itself is just chaotic and a mess. So. I'm just super thankful that it has been able to bring me, you know, lifelong friends and creative inspirations and, you know, whatever money I've made very little and lost very lot uh, mm. is inconsequential compared to that. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, friends are there for life. Yeah. Through the ups and the downs. I think, and, that's, I think um, that's what's nice about the space because it's not like... You know, there are a very small number of artists who are able to, like, make a living in the space, which is cool, um, but more so just to be able to develop those sort of connections and, and get people who can inspire you to create. That's been huge for me, for sure. Um, when you look at your own sort of artistic journey over the last six years, um, whether it's poetry or photography, do you, like, build out, like, a mood board, a career board, a goal board, like, things that you have, like, pinned up on a vision board somewhere that are like goals and dreams that you have for yourself um i do have like a notebook so i write things down just like things i want to do this week or this month or if i want to travel to a new place Mm -hmm. i write that down in my book or just like personal wise like what are my personal goals i want for myself like you know to go to the gym more and like lose this amount of weight or um see a family or friend like this week or you know Mm -hmm. it's also good like yes i know money needs to survive but it's also good to mental health is something that i'm really big on as well because you know without your help without you there would be no cds there will be no art there will be no you know yeah all these other things as well that's huge i'm i'm a huge proponent of therapy and Geez, I don't know where the fuck I would be if two years ago I didn't start going to therapy. It, I would be a disaster <laughs> of a human being. Um, but I, I love that. I think, you know, if, if you want to be able to be creative in, in any sort of uh, context, you need to have that sort of clear mind, right? And like not be encumbered by stuff that's getting you down. Um, but I couldn't possibly agree with you more. No, and just, you know, sometimes I get in my little creative spats where I just like, don't want to create and i feel like that's okay sometimes it's okay to you know kind of go live just like live a little bit too because you know you only get one life and you have to live it to your fullest and um like i just you know go see a friend or a new restaurant and sometimes i get inspired just from eating food and i decide you know to take pictures of my food and maybe those photos will turn into like a series or something like mm-hmm. i don't know i'm always just do you always carry a camera on you yeah like probably 99.9 percent <laughs> of the time yeah my friends are like why do you have we're at the club having fun why do you have your photo with you can't like just never know what if i see you know someone in the club and just 
want to take a photo of it and you just never know i like all right i like that what what do you shoot with um i shoot with a canon rp oh nice sweet i shoot with canon too um although like uh the r mount system is just the heaviest fucking lenses on planet earth and uh i know they make like the nifty 50 and the nifty 35 whatever the you know the 200 300 dollar ones that are like super small and light but like geez some of these rf lenses are a thousand fucking pounds it's it's just crazy <laughs> that's kind of why i got rid of my canon 5d just the body itself was oh, heavy yeah. i was like no that's it uh-uh. yeah no i don't blame you for that for sure um talk to me about like your journey with poetry um i i used to do a bunch of writing on the internet for like elite daily and thought catalog and all these places and it was a really nice outlet for a while and and i got away from writing for so long um but but talk to me about your own journey with poetry and 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 like how you got started and sort of like what it brings you um from like a a a mental perspective um how i got started was my parents were going through a divorce and i didn't have an outlet of just i was bottling things up and that wasn't good and a whole human being aspect. And then when I started writing things down, it just gave me a feeling of like, yeah, I felt that emotion. I felt that feeling and I wrote it down and I kind of just like dismissed it from my body. Like, yeah, I, that emotion, that feeling will always come back into my mind. But at this moment, like I'm kind of like burning it from my head, not forgetting about it, not, dismissing it but not holding it inside to kind of like blow up on people Ooh, i like that so it's like kind of like uh like a therapeutic outlook like a, you yes. know a place to put it without it like eating you up or or you know destroying you internally you, you get it out on paper and then it sort of like releases you from those like in, internal torments exactly that's cool um i would imagine you know, I don't know what your f- circle of friends looks like, but I would imagine most 25-year-olds are not um, writing poetry, and I think that's just, like, a remarkably cool thing to do. Um, do you ever look at yourself from, like, an artistic perspective as a poet, as a photographer, mm-hmm. and feel like you are in a completely different place in your life than, like, say, your peers? Um, Not different. I feel like everyone has their own journey, but... um. I'm trying to think of the words. Um, I don't think different. I just feel like sometimes I feel things that maybe, you know, maybe not everyone feels the same way, but then again, they could feel the same way. They just don't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. I just, I think it's, uh, it, to me, I'm, I'm constantly inspired by people who like sort of cut against the grain, right? Like you're not, you know, slamming the nine to five, you're like chasing passions and, and artistry. And I think that's like super commendable and not common for people who are within your age bracket, which I, I find personally inspiring. I think that's fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I'm also just saving up for like off of NFTs. Um, I got in touch with a publisher. They want to possibly publish like my poetry and oh. photography and, um, yeah, I'm saving up for that because I really want that to happen. I go into Barnes and Noble and I could just see my books. Like that would be Fucking amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it would just be so amazing. And um, I already have the title of just the photo book and the 
poetry book. Um, they're both going to be called What is Love? And just um, kind of like letter, not Sorry. letters, but um, poetry I wrote to myself and just um, photos of just people being in love. I feel like that's pretty interesting. Oh, I love that. It, would it be like two separate books or like one photo? Yes, two poet- separate books. Cool. That's cool. Wow. That would be sweet. I'm looking forward to you doing that. That That's pretty cool. One of my favorite books is, uh, it's called Film for Her. Um, it's a wow. bu- from this artist. Jesus, I'm going to butcher her name. I think her name is like Orion <laughs> Carlotto or something like that. And uh, she put a book of poetry together interspersed with like film photos that she took. Um, and it's just like a, I mean, her poetry is beautiful, of course. And then like, she's just like, it's just so annoying people are so much more talented and just like crush life in such a <laughs> in such an inspirational way and uh yeah it just it's a it's a really great read if you can get your hands on a copy i don't know if it's like on amazon or anything um but i'll uh, i'll send you a picture of the book when, when we hop off it's it's fucking yes it's please, amazing please show it to me um because <laughs> if it looks good enough maybe i'll think of maybe doing something like that but i also wanted it to be separate just so you get the words and just the words and then you get the photos and just the photos. Yeah. So they, yeah. Two different things. Um, if I do decide to put photos inside of my poetry book, it would just be like photos of me when I was going through these different things in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you're, uh, when, yeah. when you're putting a book of like poetry together and the, the possibility of publishing something like that comes together, um, is there like a certain number of poems and pages that you need to like put together for something like that to come together? So they said 50. I sent 80 pages or poems. Poems. Oh shit. That sounds like a (laughs) fuck ton of poems. I don't know much about Um, poetry. I have one one poetry book. (laughs) I have over like 2000 plus poems. Holy shit. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, I've been wrote, I've been writing before I did photography. So wow. just I started at the same time, but I just have poems for like everything. And just when someone says, you know, oh, can you write a poem for me? I'm like, okay, um, what's your name? Tell me a few facts about you, and I can write a poem within three to five minutes. Holy just, shit! Yeah. Wow, that's remarkable. Thank you. I, I mean, I'm dumbfounded by that. That's truly remarkable. So, like, literally, in five minutes, you can write a poem for somebody. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's fucking cool. Do you have to, like... Okay, so, people aside, right? Like, not writing a specific poem about a person. Do you need to be in a specific mood to write a specific type of poem? Like, in order to write a, a like a love poem whether it's like melancholy or happy do you have to be feeling that in that moment or can you draw upon past experiences and then sort of rekindle it for 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 like a new poem past experiences i don't always have to be in a lovely feeling to feel love mm-hmm. but um i can't draw it for somewhere like just the the guys I've dated in my past, I could draw that feeling of just, you know, being in love with um, the giddy feelings, the feelings where I just wanted to, like, smack you because why are you doing all these crazy things? But um, just all these type of things when it comes to love. Yeah, that's fucking cool. I, I've found in my own personal experience that 
being able to like put emotion to paper and I mean like actual physical paper, not necessarily like typing something has been like pretty transformative for my like own mental health journey. Um, you seem like an extremely well adjusted human being. Um, do you think that factors into it a lot? Um, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> just, I, I'm not saying I know a lot, but just, I take every step in my journey as, um, just like kind of being from my origin story, just like I said before, I was an ADHD kid. I didn't talk till I was four. I was, you know, thought everything was mine. When I have my cousins and friends over and they would be on my swing or my tire swing. And if I wanted to use it, like, got pushed off. You got, <laughs> you know, it was in my backyard. You're a guest here. Therefore, um, yeah, I'll be using that before you and just. Growing up now, I noticed that, you know, not everything is mine. I have to, you know, share and be, you know, thoughtful. And, like, there's other people that have other feelings, too. And even though in my head I feel like the world revolves around me, it really doesn't. So, yeah. um, Well, that's m- mature growth for sure. <laughs> yes. I, I would imagine that uh, would have made some for some very interesting house parties growing up as a kid. <laughs> um, <laughs> Definitely. I, I also have ADHD. I'm, I'm super curious how your ADHD has impacted your ability to create. Um, I, I mean, I'm a lot older than you. I'm 36. So like to me, it's like a very normal part of my day and like coping mechanisms for dealing with it is, is like ingrained in me at this point in my life. Um, but talk to me about your own sort of experience with it. Um, let's just see. ADHD, I wouldn't give it to my worst enemy. Um, just there's moments when you have ADHD, you're just like, okay, cool. Um, today I'm on mission. I'm going to go do this. And then there's days where you have ADHD and you're just like, no, I do not want to deal with the outside world. Yeah. Um, today I'm going to stay in and decide is this, instead of, you know, doing work, I'm going to watch a Netflix show because that's just the mood that I'm feeling today. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, you know, it's moments, but it's like, you know, I wouldn't change my ADG brain because it makes me think and feel things and create things that, you know, not everyone will go out of their comfort zone to create these things. Mm-hmm. So I take it with a grain of salt. Just yeah. I take the good with the bad, just like I take life with the good and the bad, because there's moments in my life that are just the most painful moments. Um, and instead of crying about it, I will laugh about it and you know instead of yelling at the at the world I will write a poem about it and then you know instead of keeping that poem I will burn it or destroy it or just to get that feeling out of my brain and I don't have in that moment someone to talk to about it and at least I have my book to kind of create something and move on and pass that emotion and feeling and just yeah create that is a level of like mental clarity that I did not share at 25 for sure. Um, I don't know if each preceding generation just gets like better at adapting to life than the one before it. I don't know. We're probably, are you a millennial or you're the one behind me? I guess I'm a millennial. Oh, you uh, are. Okay. 1997, I okay. guess. I don't know what the cutoff is. I just assume we're like two different <laughs> generations. But like, dude, when I was 25, I did not have that level of introspection at all. I was very much uh 
sort of shying away from anything that was any sort of emotional anything, right? Whether it was avoiding mm-hmm. relationships that were bad for me, whether it was whatever, I just was like avoid at all costs. But at you know, you at 25 have been able to be like extremely pragmatic about sort of how you view things and and how life impacts you and I think man is that an exciting thing to look at as like an outside person and your friend like to be able to see like what you have in store for yourself just over the next 10 year period of your life is going to be fucking amazing no um I'm really excited about just my journey um and just you know life is all about experience and I always just tell people they're like if you can go back in time what would you do differently and I said I would actually not listen to everyone and finish school to my BFA and be working for you know the New York Times either just traveling be a journalist photographer or um just a traveling photographer in a sense just you know um playing a trip just going on a trip and yeah you may be by yourself but you can go for group and just seeing things experiencing things and when you come back you kind of look at yourself and just wow, look how far I've grown. And just um, as a person, as in my craft, as a human, and just being able to experience things because when you're gone, you're gone and you won't be able to do the things that you only dreamed about. Hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? Five years. Wow. Um, 30. 30. (laughs) Yeah, I'll be 30 years old, um, which is crazy. Um. Five years from now, I see myself, one, in my dream house or apartment, um, working for a company that I love, meeting with actually coworkers that I love, um, dating a guy, Um, let's see, traveling more, because I haven't really traveled a lot because of COVID. Um, (laughs) Same. Let's see. And just, you know, going to places and seeing new things, um, more concerts, and just getting out of my head. That's hmm. why I see myself. Do you have, like, a dream job? You've, you've mentioned the New York Times a couple yes. times. In it. So is working for them sort of like your dream? Yeah, New York Times, Condé Cast, Essence. Those are, like, the three on the top of my list. Um, Nike, Adidas. Like, just collaborating with them would be cool. Mm-hmm. Are you doing anything like currently to sort of chase those dreams down? Um, not currently, but like I said, I'm going back to school, so that will put the me on their radar. Mm-hmm. So, just that school, um, so shit, lot a lot of money, but um, yeah, <laughs> it's worth it because in the end, like um, even even my own mom has, you know a lot of student loans but she still does what she does and she loves it so in the end you gotta chase your dreams because you don't want to wake up one day and just say wow i didn't do anything i think that's a crucially important life lesson uh i have for the last couple years been chasing the fuck out of every dream that pops into my head um i think it's like you know, as you get older, you realize most of life is is how things get taken from you, right? Like as you get older, it's like, you know, you lose people, you lose jobs, you lose friends. Like that's like on the unfortunate byproduct of getting older. Um, but it also provides like a pretty significant amount of like 
clarity into who you are and what's important. And like, to me, it's been able to reshape the entire aspect of my life and my career. And for something like that, I'll, I'll forever be thankful and grateful for. I think if you go about life, not chasing dreams, not chasing passions, not taking risks, that's not really any way to live a life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Life is all about risk. Just like this book I want to put out. I want it out, but I have to have the money to put it out. So I'm putting, you know, stuff away to be able to have my dream book to be in a Barnes and Noble. So, yeah, um, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to get my two copies of Cameron divine, uh, photography and poetry. I think that's fucking awesome. I don't have any like goal mm-hmm. like that to like create a, 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 you know, like a book of any kind. And I, I think it's just cool when someone has that like clarity in, in terms of something that they want to create. That's, that's cool. No, I don't know. I just always, as a little girl, I, I, as a little girl, I was in um like an art class. And one time we had to take this art class and we went to a museum in New York city. And I saw this lady, she just had this, big afro she was wearing like this really pretty dress and just she walked down the middle of the street like she owned the place just like had that confidence that love and just didn't care what anyone said or did to her Mm -hmm. and ever since then i just imagined myself kind of like that too i kind of grew into that person of just yeah people will say what they want about you but you have to think about what you say and feel about yourself as well and not really caring what other people say because people will say things to kind of get you distracted, but you got to keep on that path. Absolutely. I think I, I get asked the question a lot, like, how are you so happy all the time? And I was like, I didn't used to always be this way. I didn't, I, I, I just, you know, like I had a really shitty day yesterday. It was like a really crappy Monday, just like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And I sent a tweet out later in the evening. I was like, is it weird that I had a shit day, but I'm still like super thankful, right? Like I'm healthy. My family's healthy. My friends are healthy. You know, I've, I've got a place to live. I've got food in my belly. Like I don't have real problems kind of thing. And I think that you can go about life in a lot of different ways, but if your happiness is at the forefront of your mind, it's really hard not to be content and like appreciate the things that you have. Right. You got to appreciate where you come from and then you're able, God or whoever you believe in is able to take you to the next level. Oh, for sure. For sure. How do you deal with like confidence issues? Because like I I can imagine like, you know, as a person who used to write on the internet, like I was always constantly, I don't know if fearful is the word, but like felt judgmental or judged by like the things that I would write. And it like felt like a very vulnerable place to be. Like what gives you confidence to write 2000 fucking poems? I don't care what people think. That's my (laughs) confidence. But Um, you're so young to have that like clarity is I feel like relatively uncommon. Well, let's just say, um, my dad is a lot older than me and we just have these talks and um, it took myself, it took me a long time to have that like love and stuff for my dad again, not saying it was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, but just when my parents are going for through a divorce, I just felt as though he didn't love me because he's just all the way in New York and I'm all the way in Georgia and just 
like why would you do that to a kid like why are you not here I didn't really understand and just um the things I go through kind of make me confident I have to be confident and strong and you know keep pushing forward because you know I have a lot I want to accomplish before I'm not here anymore and just you know the things I want to see the things I want to do and to go to these places and you know experience new things yeah yeah I'm constantly amazed by people of your age group that are able to have that mentality and I think it's an exciting thing as someone who you know is is a big uh, proponent of who you are as a person and someone who like is incredibly inspired by your work um, to see what you're going to be able to accomplish over the next couple of years of your life and your career it's like there are fucking no limits to what you're going to be able to accomplish and and it's like just as someone who's cursorily enjoying the journey i think that's that's awesome um lex i want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast today like this is just such a fucking awesome conversation and we definitely have to do it again and uh yeah thank you so much for coming on and, and being a guest i have a question is there any way i can read a poem before we go absolutely please okay um let me read my poem that i always read it's um about my grandma and it's part of my nft called flowers um and just like the lady on the train reminding me of my grandmother and just um everything about it um but yeah this poem is called scared of love i'm scared of love i know i shouldn't be because love is a good thing love can be complicated and maybe even overwhelming sometimes i get lost in my feelings and lose thought of who i am Relationships can sometimes be destructive. People aren't always right and don't do the right things when it comes to love. Sometimes when I think of love, I get jitty and happiness spreads all the way to my toes. I don't want to think about love as it has hurt me so many times, I can't help it. Maybe being alone for a while is okay as well, until the one you know in your heart finds you. Sometimes I feel like I have to find love when I know it should be the other way around. I'm scared of feeling and getting hurt all the time. Sometimes I just want to give up and not love anyone else but myself. Poem. Wow. That was beautiful. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for reading that. Thank you so much for coming on. I, uh, yeah, I'm so appreciative of you and your work. And yeah, thank you so much for being a guest today. Lex, have a, have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you for having me as a fellow, um, northerner uh, mm -hmm. we gotta stick together fuck yeah <laughs>